first and foremost, we are still the international professional podcasters. I was about to interrupt you and say that we are international professional podcasters. But shout out to whoever's um, the new listeners out of uh, Ireland. Shout out to Ireland. Shout out to Hong Kong. Estonia, Austria, and the the Netherlands. Yeah, definitely love to the Netherlands. And shout out to all of our American listeners because we are Americans. Black Americans. We're not going to make it that right now. Nah, we ain't going to get into that, but we black Americans. Right. Shout out to the international listeners. Uh, shout out to the women that's listening. Uh, got a lot of women listeners. Shout out to everybody that's listening. International professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's tight. All right, but on the real though. So I was um, just on Twitter before we started recording. And I seen um, Hoops and Brews. I don't know if it was... Uh, Shout out to Hoops and Brews. I don't agree with everything they say, but they, I like, love their content. Um they they cool people to follow off my bed. Oh, you No, no, yeah, shout them out, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was uh, TPJ or Pavy. I didn't really look real quick. I just thought it was um, I just thought the tweet was interesting because one of them said they were having a not I guess not an argument but a debate with Glasses Malone, um, Isaiah Thomas versus Tony Parker. Huh. Uh huh. So, I I know when you first hear it. You completely dismiss it, right? Or maybe you think about, wow, that's weird. Who would uh, compare them? Like, right, Tony who, you would clearly don't, nobody would, it's not, I don't think many people would think Tony Parker is in Isaiah Thomas' class. So, to give Tony his stripes he before it. I destroy him, to give him his stripes, because at first I want to say that I do believe that Isaiah Thomas is a much better player than Tony Parker. Third best point guard ever. Fourth. Yeah, he's not better than Steph, sorry. I got Steph yeah, number so. two. I got. Mag- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I got. Yeah, magic. Said, I got my bad. My I got bad. Magic. Everybody magic was saying Steph. second recently, you know, because Jordan said he's second. So Whatever. that's what, my I bad. I got Magic, Steph, Oscar, Isaiah. Nah, yeah, hell nah. I got yeah, Oscar in front Steph. Of I got Steph number two. I ain't getting into it right now. I got to think about but, Steph, Oscar. Anyway, but the Tony his strike six time All Star, four time All NBA, two thousand six, two thousand seven Finals MVP. Right. That finals MVP is key, and I remember watching that series. He was the finals MVP. Four-time NBA champion. 15 points per game and five assists are his stats. 15.5, 5.6. good career. So, solid career. Future Hall of Famer. Four championships. That's key. Finals not MVP is key. Finals MVP is very key. It's not as key as most things, but it's key in this situation. Yeah, and it, it's, a, it's a really dope compliment because he definitely took over that finals over uh, the LeBron James and the Davis and Cavs. Yeah. But Isaiah Thomas, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, 12-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion, 1989-1990 finals MVP. That's the second one. Um, Five-time All-NBA and two-time All-Star Game MVP, which I didn't know that until just right now. I think that uh, Isaiah Thomas is much, much better than Tony Parker. Is Tony Parker even the top ten point guard? That's no, he wasn't. I can tell you right now, I had I had only gotten to four, but I know for a fact my next three wasn't Tony Parker. Yeah, <laughs> so that right. would be that would be yeah, seven. So. And I know eight, nine, ten would also not yeah. be Tony Parker. It's more of a debate even if he's top fifteen. So, well, Isaiah Thomas is it definitely in the top five. So. Um, but I guess for you stat nerds, Tony Parker averages more win shares than he has more win shares than uh, um, Zeke, and, and he's, he's like point one better per. 
And his three point percentage, which clearly two to twenty nine. Yeah. I was like, did Isaiah even play with a three? So Isaiah Thomas wins this going away, and um, yeah, he shouldn't be compared to Tony Parker. And with that being said, John W. It's Fresh X. We are the international professional podcast. The international professional podcaster, the Hoopers. Yeah. Uh, I know we a little late this week with it. Um, this week we had episodes five and six of yeah. Last Dance. Yeah, was that sounds. Yeah, five or six. Oh, that sounds about right. But we're getting we getting up. We're there. almost there. Yeah, we're getting so, up. So, um, episode five kind of showed international Jordan. Not, you know, we're international as well, but more of um, Jordan becoming a pop culture icon. Right. With the shoes, um, Team USA, they went off, came off their second championship. Right. Um, they also uh, show how it was uh, starting to wear down on him. He uh, is the scene where he's sitting on the, laying on the couch, and he's like, you know, this isn't a life to envy. He's like, you know, you get to that point where. You ready to be out of it? And right. he at that point, you know, so you could tell he was at the point where he was getting burnt out, especially because it obviously wasn't just about basketball, even within the basketball right. team, too. So uh, I thought that was a dope uh, thing to look I wanna, at. Um, one of the things I liked from that, from the episode five, was the, the Olympics, and they were talking about, because yeah. I've always, I remember the pictures of Jordan with the flag over his shoulder, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize he did that because. Reebok was their sponsor, so he was covering up the Reebok logo, mm. which is what, in so many ways, is how you become a star. You do stuff like that because it's like I'm with Nike. I don't right. understand that these are the sponsors, but I can't wear. Reebok. And they, you know, they right. they forced him like, nah, you have to do it. Yeah, just which little, I mean, he had to right, but. just because even with the backstory on it, uh, was he you know being sponsored by Nike? He said that he didn't want to show. He wanted to cover the uh, Reebok. Uh, whatever he, he did, I don't even think he even wanted to wear the uh, no, he uniform. Didn't, he yeah, he wouldn't even wear it. Yeah, so they told him it. if he didn't wear it, he couldn't get his gold medal. So um, somebody was gonna do something to cover it. And if you watch it, you see he said they ain't gonna cover it like how he gonna cover it. And the way he did oh, it, it him and Scotty. <laughs> the way he did it, it was so patriotic that you couldn't even get <laughs> mad at it. He and it's like, and I've seen because I remember having the That's um, Jordan wins at all levels. I remember, I remember having the doc, the us having the. Uh, Dream Team documentary yep, on tape did. when we were younger, and I like I said I remember that, but I've never noticed. Just yeah. then when I watched that, watched it again. I on think the on last the Dream dance. Team doc they mentioned it a little. No, nah, it was just even how he looks into the camera. Like yeah, that that, I, that was different. That was, I've never I, seen I, that I, one. I don't remember. That I don't remember before. that shot, but that was a good shot. And you know, of course, the they dove deeper into that. See, some of the stuff uh, it it was in the Dream Team stuff was in the Dream Team doc. Like, they got into that game, but they dove deeper into the game. And I like um, how they actually said who was on the teams this time because it was always this thing whenever they talked about the, fa- the famous practice. Yeah. It was always Jordan versus Clyde team yeah. when that wasn't the case now. Right. When that wasn't the case ever. Right. Now, it was Jordan a Jordan-Magic thing because yeah. Magic felt the competitive right. type of way. Right. Cause, well, they, they did mention that. And, like, so you got to watch the Dream Team, Doc. They mentioned it a little bit. But like this one no, had, you know, more, actually, had more audio. You know, they've actually pulled no, they put the two the two five teams out that was on the court. Yeah, I know. I yeah. wasn't even on the court. He he did. Well, well I mean, yeah, yeah they were playing, play, but he, yeah, they, they was play, playing but, against each other. Because yeah. Magic remember because some of the footage they was using was from there when he was like, no, y'all yeah. can keep Christian Layton. We don't even y'all can have them and all that. Uh, but what I didn't see heard from that before was like a lot more of the audio 
of how they was really going at it on the court, right? And all of that. So they they definitely had some. ESPN films kept some stuff in the vault, which is pretty. That's that's pretty cool. Save it. Right, save yeah, it. They was really going because for Jordan, for him, I, like he said, uh, if you remember with the comparison to Clyde. He didn't. He didn't respect it because he always wanted to be compared to Magic. Um, I think that was his driving force to continue coming back because Magic. And if you hear even Jordan said that people forget now because we at this point now where people argue who was the best, uh, Jordan, LeBron. Uh, you hear Kareem every now and then, but a lot of people really did think Magic was the best player ever, and he was the biggest star ever. Magic was Magic. So Jordan, Magic is the most comparable person to Jordan in the history of the league. Kareem. No disrespect, shout out to X, but with him being Muslim and his black stance, people always kind of stood back to Kareem. Right. And people, you gotta remember, Kareem was in movies. It's, exactly. And Kareem was but, a star star. But Kareem was black, for real. Black, black. So, right. you know what I mean? People. He was black Kareem first. Kareem was with Muhammad Ali and stuff like that. So, Magic was, he really was comparable to Jordan. And then the five championships, 13 years in the league. Magic was the best player of all time before Jordan. I mean, it was, it was arguable. He was the best winner. He he was winning. He was going to the finals. He was leading his team. So I always thought that he, to be the best, to be the biggest star even, you had to overtake Magic. Playing with the Lakers to get right. showtime. The only thing, like, you at that at that point, if you was trying to take that for Magic, right. you couldn't have played for Chicago. Right. It had to be historic Boston. Yeah. Um, the Mecca, right. Madison Square Garden, um, Milwaukee, who's just a good market, right. a good team. Um, but for Jordan to do it in Chicago, which is, if you really think about it, outside of Derrick Rose, three years, shout out to Derrick Rose and what he did there, four or five years. Right. Chicago, Chicago hasn't had a star for real. Yeah. They've, like, Jordan is, Jordan is their whole right. franchise history. Basically, yeah, he is. So. And you always hear Jordan allude to Bird and Magic. I feel like he thinks those are the best two to three players ever. Two, they're in the top five for him, definitely. So he, them was the people you can always tell he wanted to overachieve. He got three rings, so it's like, all right, I tied Bird. But like I say, even with Magic, Magic got four MVPs. Magic got the five rings. Magic, other than, other than, honestly, other than Bill Russell. Um, with, obviously, you got to put Jordan. Nah, right. When you think about winners in the history of the NBA, the first three people you have to think about is Bill Russell and Sam Smith. Shout out to Sam. Bill Russell, Sam Smith, Jordan, and then it would be Magic because Magic won five. It, it, he won five championships. Jordan went 6-0. and oh. Bill has 13 because Kareem got six, so obviously you have to allude to Kareem. Right. But I think I got Magic number two now. Huh? I think I got Magic number two. Magic, he, that's what I keep telling y'all. He the second best player ever. Magic I don't even remember who I had the second he, best. He, when you just went down there, I forgot. Who I, I don't try to think ever. Like, who the fuck was my second best player before you just started doing Man, Magic is over a, that. I don't even know anymore. Magic Johnson's the second best especially, player and ever. And it's different just because of how you control the game. Like, I don't care that Magic don't average 20 points per game. He, he's 19. What is he, 19 and 11? Yeah. It's just his overall Impact of the game and impact on triple doubles on winning exactly is the impact on winning. It's cool to get there, but Magic was getting there and he was winning. Obviously, he lost because he went to nine finals, but he's he's five. He won five, so he's over five. It's, it's, a, it's a good balance. I mean, like you say, I'm not even gonna get to the LeBron, but even like with Jerry West, I always say if Jerry West won more championships, if he won three more championships, he would be in the argument. For best player ever, Jerry West went to nine finals. He won one. He won one in nine. 
That's why nobody talks about Jerry West. That's also why he's the logo, though, because he went to nine. He's only player in NBA history to be Finals MVP on the losing team. But he ain't win nothing. Magic was winning. Not to get into the that's nothing. You know, it wasn't nothing. He obviously was a great player, Jerry West, top. When you start distinguishing levels, though. Exactly. When you distinguishing levels, that's why I think I got Magic up there. And then, like I said, even with the competitors of that game, um, you see the highlights of Jordan scoring, but then you see Magic with the passes and how he's talking to his team, getting people in the game. Magic's second best basketball player ever. He could play in any era. He's six fucking nine. Who's gonna stop Magic Johnson? Who guard Magic Johnson other than Ben Simmons in the NBA now? Nobody. Magic gonna do what he's doing now. He's gonna lead the team. He's gonna pass the ball. He he's six nine. He's not a defensive liability. I mean, it is what it is. And then nobody guards, for real anyway. But with being six nine, he's straight. Right, but to get back on topic, right? right. But shout out to Magic Johnson, the yeah, second, best, second best player of all time. <laughs> um, I even like how Jordan, like going back to Jordan. But the Clyde, whole point of that was why Jordan really wanted to compete with Magic, right. just to say what my point right. was. But Jordan, and I like the quote, you know, Jordan would say, you know, because, you know, it's always Jordan played against plumbers. Mm. Clyde was the second best shooting guard. Any other time period, Clyde would have been the best shooting guard in the NBA. And Jordan knew that. That's, that's, uh, yeah. And Jordan knew that, but Jordan also knew because of who he was and his competitive drive, he can't see Clyde as a threat. Yeah, I which think is he thought he Clyde that. was just a shooting guard. I'm much more, but I'm still dangerous. Right. Clyde, a 10-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. That's key, five-time All-NBA, one-time champion. 26-5 and five for his career. 26-5. and five. I know Clyde was from New Orleans. And I didn't know that either. And obviously, uh, some of his his lower, you know, that twenty gonna come from a couple of years his rookie year he averaged seven. At his peak he's twenty seven twenty five a game. Second best shooting guard in the NBA. Honestly, after his rookie year, the lowest he averaged was his second year was seventeen. And then other than that, yeah, he was seventeen eighteen plus. But I mean eighteen yeah after his third year, he didn't go under twenty. Until the yeah, end. Okay, he got two years of 19.9 and 19.2. Like Those are the, the one. Almost. No, 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 that's not the finals year. Yeah, that is the finals year. The only year's finals year. Yep, 19.2. But that was just. They had a complete team. They had a complete team. Yeah. So Clyde was like 27, 28. Yeah, and that was like, you know. 21, 23. Second best shoot guard at the time. But then even if you go to the next year at 93, like Charles Barkley was the MVP. Of a 60-win team? Yeah. Yeah, and they, because he helped, what, he helped they win. I think they won 50-something the year before he helped they win. Because what, so, that was Because him, I, uh, I just found out that MVP race, I never knew the voting. It was uh, Charles, uh, Jordan, and Hakeem. That was the top three. Mm. And, and that, you know, just to say, since we're talking about the gear, to talk about the next episode anyway, which would have been about the 93 season, it's funny because you always hear about how High King felt the type of way about David Robinson winning the MVP over him. Right. But you never heard this is the first time you hear about Jordan feeling the type of way. Yeah, I never Charles heard that before. Barkley yeah, I never winning heard the MVP. Before. And so that kind of fueled him to show him that, you know, that. and um, That's his highest scoring average in the finals. Yeah, average 43 in the finals. And, you know, eight. Jerry Krause being a big fan of Thunder Dan Marley. Right. Shout out oh. to that Phoenix Sun team, which was a 
Crazy T had Danny yeah. Ainge as a veteran off the bench. Yeah. Kevin Johnson, yep. Thunder Dan, yep. Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. um, Cedric Sabalas. That was a pretty good team. It was already a solid team. I said the year before they had Barkley, they were already a solid team. They won good 50 co- games. Good coaching. Yeah, they won 50 games. You had Barkley win 60 games. He the well, MVP. Anybody else, he won a championship. Yeah, but Jordan. Like I said, one of the games, I believe Charles had 42. Jordan had 55. <laughs> what, can you do? Do? what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? And, so. and the 93 season, you know, that was his final year of the first retirement. But, you know, with the first time it. And who we talking about ninety three season? Yeah, I think what uh, something that I like the most about that was uh, I I love how the old watching the old uh, news that they were showing they were showing about the history and how what was big for Jordan was Magic and Bird they won back to back but nobody hadn't three peated since the Celtics I believe I think they were like the second team all time to three peat mm-hmm. so that just show how hard it is because think about it, even since then only one other team has three peated only the uh, the Lakers. The Heat then three peat. The Warriors then three peat. Nobody else three peated. I think it's been four. Yes, but I think it's been four three peats all the time. The Bulls got two of them. Well, five out. Yeah, yeah. Because the I'm pretty sure the Celtics have. Because Celtics, I mean, they just won eight straight. But they that that's it. They didn't. I mean, not that's it. But <laughs> <laughs> no other Celtics team won Did more it. than two in a row. It's it. Nope, Larry Bird. Bird didn't win nope, back. Right. He yeah. didn't win three. Magic didn't win three. Right. The Pistons didn't win three. Nope. Just that first Celtics team, Jordan, Jordan, Shaq, and Kobe. That's it. So I thought it, it was cool, uh, though, uh, with the, the news, how they were just really bigging it up and how it's so hard and teams haven't done it with their being able to do it. So I like seeing, like, the narrative that they were showing for the Bulls and right. their season. And I think playing Charles Barkley, because coming off that dream team, I remember Chuck Daly did kind of say, people did allude to Charles being the best player. I mean, everybody knew it was Jordan. But you know how you always got them certain people that were like, you know, Charles, is, he could be the best player in the league. It was people out there like that yeah, that thought that Charles was sure. the best player. It was arguing for you. You see what he did. Right? right, exactly. He took a 50 win. I know it was like a 50, oh, it was already a 50 win team, but he took a 50 win <laughs> team to a 60 win team and won the MVP, got up to the finals. I think, I'm pretty sure that yeah. was the first finals since they uh, played. Um, that's the second. That's the second appearance. They played. Um, not the wizard. Like but that show how good he, Charles really was though, because there's nothing wrong with joining a, a team that's good, that's successful, that's winning fifty wins. We can make the playoffs, or whatever. Because Kevin Johnson was a good player. Dan Marley was a good player. But Charles made them a championship. Shout out to Kevin Johnson. I haven't said that's the first person that busted that ass at NBA. Yeah. I believe it's small, quick, yeah. athletic. But going back to Jordan and the 93 season, you know, that's when all the gambling issues came up. Or the, yeah, the gambling bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to talk about it. Nah, you got to. And it was like, it's funny because um, just looking at, shout out to Amar Rashad, the only person who could get over Top five pick in NFL draft, Amar Rashad. I did not know. I ain't know none of that until no. like two weeks ago. Yeah. He got, then he got like Super Bowl, a five-time Pro Bowler. Demar Shaw got had a crazy NFL career. Demar yeah, Shaw in any other era probably would be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. But back to so, um, I just thought it was funny how Jordan just was so adamant on not having a gambling issue, which he clearly, I guess, does it. You know, that's something he does in his spare time, but he is just such a competitive person. Right. You can't one-up him. 
people say it's a gambling issue because of the amounts of money that they gamble and they make it think that's an issue. But I think Jordan want to like really point out and make it know like. I, I yeah I can gamble the money because I got it, but the issue isn't the gambling. It's just I'm competitive, and even um dang who was it? Was it Bill Whittington? One of them was talking about how they were uh they you know Scotty Jordan they Ron played Harper, Ron Harper they, they played they play for yeah for thousands, thousands but then he would come up there and play with them for a dollar like just because he wanted he just wanted to play he wanted to, he, he wanted, wanted to win he wanted to win he wanted to win their money yeah so um. And it's like you hear about yeah. all these other players that gamble with Jordan. Jamal right. Crawford has come out how he said he just lost hella money in one lost night. Lost hella money and, um, all, and somebody wanted to kill him. They said they would kill him if he didn't pay the money. Um, Antoine we, Walker Antoine is well, Walker, noted, well noted. Charles Barkley's talked about going in debt because of gambling. Right. But you never hear. If Jordan went in debt, we would know. That would be the biggest story. He's clearly not in debt. First billionaire athlete. So clearly it wasn't a gambling problem. It right. was the fact that if you beat him once, he got to beat you after that. Like, you know, everybody knows the famous pool table story at this point. Yeah, if yeah. you don't, Jordan was having a bad night at his house on the pool table. One of his friends, he kept losing. He got rid of the pool table the next day. So that's not gambling. That's competitive. Yeah, you just want to win. That's what it sounds like, you know. I mean, that even go back to just, I mean, to the – to the beginning stories when they talk about him coming up and just how competitive their family was, even his brother. They just, but the gambling thing became really a thing, like you say, with the books. And then the Atlantic City story in the middle of the finals after after they uh, lost the game or whatever. He had yeah, a bad game. Finals, yeah. So, yeah, conference finals, my bad, against the Knicks. So, and all that came up. But um, they didn't even allude to it in there, so I ain't going to even dive into some of the deeper, darker stories that came out. But I don't think he had a gambling problem for it. He just, I mean, if you got the money you can spend, as uh, I think David Aldridge said, 10000 a game for him is like $10 a game for you. So, you know what I mean? It's that, that is what it is. It's going on. It's JMW. And it's Fresh X. And we are the international professional podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So, we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all are there, man. I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on a computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. You the hoopers. Peace out, players. I guess it was all the, you know, the people he was also around who was like really, I guess, not – I guess we can call them criminals. I don't, I don't want to call them that, but you had a guy. I, don't, I know they had, what was his name? The golf uh, guy? Yeah, I can't even think of it off the top of my head right now. But, you know, he wrote him a $57,000 check. Jordan didn't want people to know it was a, he had, he, you know, he lost that. It was a gambling bet. It was a, it was a and that could have been games played. That could have literally been. I mean, if you think about it, 18 holes, 57000 
They could have played ten thousand a hole. Like yeah, Jordan could yeah. afford to play ten. Yeah. I heard he played ten thousand a hole. I thought he, uh, yeah, ten thousand a hole that he, yeah, so that would do it. One hundred eighty thousand. So, I mean, I could believe he he could do it. But West fifty seven thousand. Yeah, they, they probably broke even. West fifty seven thousand to Jordan. I mean, all right, come on. And I like you know they brought the um, his last game in the Madison, in Madison Square Garden. He put on the ones. His the original pair of ones. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, See, actually, his feet, his feet was killing him at halftime, but right. he would take the shoes off because he was playing so yeah, good. And he was forty. I know you said you know <laughs> after you saw you like you wouldn't do it. You take yeah. the shoes. I off. couldn't. I couldn't do it. I would have had to take my shoes off. I would as soon as they didn't feel good. I would have took them off honestly. But he, and I, <laughs> I seen so do it. Um, it was like you know Nike with the first Jordan. They was expecting to make like three million off of it. They end up making a yeah. They said three million off by the third shoot. shoot. Yeah, they end up making a yeah. hundred twenty-one million dollars. I mean, he's he just phenomenal from the start, especially with them shoes because they they were I different. Guess, yeah, they, they had a little they, more personality. Yeah, they crossed over. I, at the time, I think a lot of shoes were basically black, white, and so with the red, they popped out. The colors just was you know crazy, especially with the first pair of band ones. So that that could just go to the history of the store. And then Jordan also. As he says, performing, that's just what it did. That just did what it did for right. him. He he came out and he hooped every night. And that's the basis of his career. You don't really hear about nothing else that Jordan did ever, except for, I mean, he was a basketball player. That's what he did. That's what he stood Played basketball by. and gambled. Right. That's what it was. He played basketball. His free time, he played golf. I mean, what else do you know about Jordan? He don't like rappers. That's what comedian there tell you, but <laughs> hey. So yeah, um Jordan probably don't even what type of news does Michael Jordan listen to? Who knows? Don't, I'm gonna ask Marcus Jordan on Twitter. All right. But you know, that was so those episodes five and six, seven and eight will be this Sunday. Same time was at nine, ten o'clock. Yep. So I think I'm guessing these gonna be retirement years, maybe. A little baseball retirement years. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. I think they might throw those in there a little bit. Um I don't even because I haven't seen the preview of what's next. Yeah. So I don't even really know where they're going. Hopefully, hopefully one episode is both retirement years, and then the episode after that, the next one would be the '96 year, '72 yeah. and '10. Yeah. Because they got to get into all of it, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see. So I can't wait to see. I'm definitely anticipating Sunday. But in current basketball news. I know we were having an um, interesting conversation about one of your, your favorite team and one of their former players, Philly and Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Jimmy earlier, and I said I think Jimmy just should come out. And, uh, I get why he left Philly and everything he said about Brett Brown, but I think he should also allude to just be honest that he wanted to be the best player on the team. Right. He wanted the stuff to go through him. And in Miami, that's what happens. Yeah, and you know, and shout out to Eric Spoelstra for figuring out a way to for that to work with Jimmy Butler being yeah. the primary ball handler, while letting other players like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and Bam Adebayo, who's the All Star this year, flourish. Yeah, everybody getting to play their game in Miami, and Jimmy get to be the best player. So I think that's what works well for everybody. Um, and not even just be the best player, he get to, he get to handle the ball because. I won't even just say that Jimmy wants to score. He is he he does have those games where he has ten points, fifteen points, right. and it's not because he's having a bad game. He definitely did it in Philly. You know he would have 
twelve points. He would be four for four or something like that. But he he would just be playing defense and moving the ball around everywhere. So, All right. so um, I I think and then with just with Bam ascending is what really helped them because Bam is so good. Right. And he's getting better every year. Right. So I can't wait to see. Just bam, grow, grow right. Where he grow more. I was talking earlier about him adding a because uh, he can shoot, you know, decent little mid range. Right, he can get up so to just, the your top of the key. So just to get a little bit comfortable adding a three. I don't want my like I don't mind him shooting it. You know, as long as you're just cutting. about three four games, three four games, and that'll be solid. So shout out to Bam, shout out to Bam, shout out to Spolster. Spolster is is he my favorite coach in the league? He up there, but he's definitely top three for me. Right. And we were speaking on, you know, how everything he's doing with Bam and some of the stuff that Whiteside wanted to do. Exactly, right. And he's figuring out how to do it with Bam because Bam is, you know, want to make it work. Because, right. you know, Whiteside, you know, was, I ain't going to say it was an excuse, but, you know, his whole thing was he didn't want to play in, just play in the post. Which he, you know, maybe supposed to, but he should have been a little more active in trying to be a little more mobile. Right. And then, Bam just been naturally more athletic. You see how he he just moves better, but I think you just see the hard work that's in Bam and the willingness to buy into the system and find his game into the system. And I think that was key. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think Spolster probably my favorite coach in the league. Though I like Eric Spolster. Shout out to him. Shout out to the video guys. Here video. Guys. <laughs> and pick my oh, speaking of Spolster, yeah. Have you seen that uh, his story? Nah. Uh, Listen, you got to go listen to – I haven't even watched it, all of it yet. Uh, but go you got to listen to Eric Spolster tell the story of how Pat Riley told him he was going to be the head coach. He's like, it was real life, like, Godfather scene. Like, <laughs> I think I have heard that story. I don't think yeah. I've heard Eric Spolster tell the story. Yeah. So, I think I have heard outside yeah. people. I've heard outside of it, and Eric Spolster told it, so I, I'm going to check that out. He said it was, it was like a Godfather scene. <laughs> Um, something I want to get into this is something I think we talk about. We have this conversation like twice a month, and this year is the first time um, we've seen it with multiple players. But um, so Brandon Jennings was recently on Knuckleheads. Yeah, shout out Knuckleheads, and Quentin Richardson, if, Darius Miles. Right. And if you know, you know, if you know Brandon Jennings, you know he was the first player in this era to bypass college to go play overseas. Like, right, he didn't yeah. even go to just go to the NBA because, you know, the rules in effect then. Right, couldn't go straight out of high school. But he decided to go to Europe. Now you have all these other players who've also tried it. Um, Jeremy Tyler's... Um, LaMelo. LaMelo, just this year. LaMelo, R.J. Hampton. And now you have players yeah. even going Terrence to... Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson. Now you have players even just going to the D... Excuse me, not the D League, but the G League. Right, to the G League, right. so... Uh, Brandon was first to do it. He was supposed to go to Arizona, if you can remember back to then. But instead of going to Arizona, you know, he had some SAT issues. He signed a deal to go overseas. And he, he at the time, and he said this, so, you know, I ain't counting his money, but he was like, you know, he got $1.2 to go over there. He's in one of the toughest leagues, honestly, too, playing in the Euro League. And um, I think it was, it was so different when he did it. Um, because it was like usually the player would just sit out school for a year, sit out for a semester, figure mm-hmm. out what I'm going to do. And honestly, obviously he wanted to come out of high school. Yeah. He would have been top ten pick out of high for school. Sure. He was top ten pick out of Europe. Exactly. And um, for him to choose to do that was – I don't think they really knew what to do. And they thought the wave was going to start a little bit then, and it really didn't. And that was – I mean, you had, you know, Mario Moutier like a year exactly. or two Exactly, yeah, Moutier. Yep, yep. Um, 
Like I said, it's been players. Moody went to China. He went yeah. to the CBA. Yeah. He got. I think he got two million to go to the CBA. The main Moody ain't nobody's got money like Moody and Brandon Jennings. I think that's real telling too. They status at the time. And you know, and I, I think we've always agreed that if that's what you want to do. If you just want to be play to play basketball, you don't want to go to college. Right. Either do that or figure out a way to work out and be right. competitive. So when you're ready for the league the next year. But I guess my thing, like I said, that I've always been cautious about it is if I was a NBA GM, looking at one of the players, I would be like, you know. Nobody has panned out for this trend to look like something that's just going to be a thing that works. Right. To where, like you said, they had none of these players have been top five picks or top three picks, all-stars. Lamelo's Lamello, going to be the highest pick out of this. Out of this. Right. Like, he hasn't been drafted yet. Like so, but. Jeremy Tyler, as much talent and potential as he had, he phased out the, he phased out the league after like four or five years. Right. Um, Brandon Jennings, I hate that it happened to him, but, you know, injuries took him out, yeah, basically. And I know everybody's like, well, there's going to be people who feel a certain way. going to say he wasn't that good. But Brandon Jennings was a great basketball player. He, had, yeah, he still has probably. a rookie 55 points in the game. Right, yeah, rookie record, highest points for a rookie in the game. Brandon Jennings, he, he was pretty good when he was in the NBA, and he was developing. And um, I, he was getting better. And I like how he always tell the truth about playing against Ricky Rubio over there. Right. He never like from the first time they asked him who was the toughest player he played over there to even now he always says Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Rubio was a hooper over there, and yeah, and uh, Ru- Rubio is a hooper. Uh, Rubio, Rubio obviously didn't become Pistol Pete, which was his comparison, but Rubio's been a solid starting point guard. That's because Rubio yeah. was never going to average twenty seven points again. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, but as Rubio, like if he. I feel like if Rubio came into the league with his game now and continued to develop, he would have awesome. been an all-star. Because in the league. He, he already – back then he was just thinking straight pass, pass, pass because that is what he would have grew up on. We come from a different era. But Rubio adding that shot, not that he's the best shooter in the league, but he could – Rubio could make a three. Ru, remember when the Timberwolves and even um, when Utah, when Rubio scored, they always won. So he just was a pass first player. All right. So. But yeah, shout out to Brandon Jennings, man. He was my definitely still top five high school mixtapes to look up on YouTube. Godly, definitely was one of my favorite players uh, I, to watch. And uh, uh, I remember he I think played it was exactly five hundred and fifty-five games in the NBA. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I think it was his second year in the league, but he was um, actually decided and he entered the slam dunk contest, and people were like Brandon Jennings in the down contest. I think. He only had one dunk up to that point that season. Yeah. But if you look back on his high school mixtape, he was dunking, dunking. Like, I know it's different. I know his high school NBA is different, but Brandon James was a pretty athletic player. Yeah, he was. So that's a. uh, I've been waiting on the podcast. It uh, it hasn't dropped yet the full episode, but it's definitely a good one to watch. So shout out to Brandon James, man. He he played a solid career in the league, and uh, he you know he's on the other things right now. Got a cool, pretty cool clothing line called Tough Crowd. It's pretty dope, actually. I'm gonna order something from him. So he had a good chance of winning Rookie of the Year. Tyreek just was the man, though. Shout out to Tyreek Evans. Yeah, Tyreek had a crazy Rookie Year. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Evans is also on the top five high school mixtape of all uh, twenty-five and five. Him, mm-hmm. Magic, him. My bad, not Magic. Him, LeBron, Oscar. That's it. Jordan. Nah, uh, Jordan averaged five and six as a rookie. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Dang, my bad, Michael Jordan. I disrespected <laughs> the goat. I didn't realize he averaged five assists. That's crazy. So Yeah, it was like five or six for his career. Yeah. He averaged five point three for his career. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But yeah, Tyreek Evans is also in the top five high school mixtapes of all time. Yeah. So is Tyson Chandler. Just off docks and blocks. Yeah, Tyson's was cool too. He was uh he was so dominant. Uh just I mean, obviously being a seven footer. But he he what he was in high school, he eventually did figure that role out in the NBA. Shout out to Tyson. Man. Shout out to Tyson. Shout out to Tyson. Um, you got anything else for today? No. Uh, keep watching, if you haven't, YouTube, uh, the NBA games. I've been watching all them games. LeBron 61 is on there. Iverson 60 on there. Kobe playoff game. Shaq 60. McGrady going crazy. Um, and I, I like how they, they diversifying the, um, Dirt game winning shots. Spurs championship. They just showed, yeah, I was thinking of Dirt. They just the showed their um, – 2011 series they showed game two the other night mm-hmm. yeah that's the dirt game winner so I like how they like you would have thought they were just gonna go this way but no there's some James Harden games on there there's a little game on there Iverson T-Mac uh, like I said the the Spurs Dirk I, I like them showing love to everybody man just drop a Nick Van drop that Nick Van Nexel game for me though 40 in the playoffs for Dallas yeah drop that one yeah I don't know about that one drop some and, and drop some We Believe Warriors but uh, yeah, definitely. Other than that, I ain't really got nothing. Appreciate everybody that does listen, and shout out to everybody for making us international professional podcasters. Say it, we got said one time international professional podcasters. That's all I got. I think that's it for me as well. Like I say, episode seven of eight, seven. Oh, I want to say a funny thing about the um, Last Dance documentary. Not a funny thing, but a true life thing because it wasn't supposed to come out now. But the guy behind it is basically came. You know, he came out and said that if it seems like it's just thrown together, it's because a lot of the episodes weren't done because it was supposed to play. You know, in between days of the finals, mm-hmm. so it wasn't supposed to be stretched out how it is. So if you do, if you do feel like you're watching it, it's not as consistent or it's not as cohesive. As it should be. That is the reason. That's not. It's still great. Like the phenomenal. All that. Whatever words you can think of. But I just thought that that was cool. That right. to not to be rushed. Basically to put it out. He still did a pretty good job of editing and putting it together. Yeah, and I can believe that too. That's probably why they diving into more of the history stuff with some of this stuff. I yeah. can I can see that. But I think they doing a good job. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, it's, it's been great television, and they breaking all the records. So right. yeah. Shout out to the last dance uh, director. And that's all I got. Other than that, John W. Fresh it. Y'all the hoopers.